Hello and welcome to the Confusion to Clarity podcast. This podcast is for anybody who needs that reminder that they really are capable of achieving amazing things. Each week, we will be diving deep into all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Hosted by me, Natalie, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, coach, mum, and lover of all things mindset and manifestation. When listening, I want to give you a break from reality. I'm going to share with you the tools and techniques that you need to make your goals reality so you can stop playing small. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're all well and have had a good week. So as I'm recording this episode, it's currently World Book Day. Now, fortunately, my eldest is in senior school. They don't do that anymore. Um, But for my younger two, their school, instead of a specific book character, they asked the children to dress as an adjective. And they did this last year and it was actually so much easier. Although I say it was easier, I am also the person who forgot about the need to dress up until the day before. Luckily for me, Darcy suggested that she wanted to go as comfy. So she was like, I'm going to wear leggings and my hoodie. And to be fair, I think she had the right idea because she really did look comfy going into school. I'm just hoping she doesn't fall asleep in the corner. And with Blake, it was more a case of, right, what can we find in the dress-up box that can be used as an adjective? And I'm sure other parents would agree with me that like dress-up boxes nowadays are pretty extensive, or they certainly are in our house. I think from all the different, well, from having three children for a start, and the numerous dress-up days, school plays, world book days, etc. We literally have costumes ranging from like Romans to evacuees, there's dinosaur costume thrown in there. There's a policeman's costume complete with handcuffs. And just to clarify, that is definitely a kid's costume. <laughs> um, so in the dress up box, we found a spy costume for Blake. So he went as secretive. Um, so that costume consisted of um, a black hat, a black Mac, and these kind of like black glasses. Not gonna lie, I was slightly concerned that he looked a little bit like a flasher in his Mac. Um, I did make sure it was tightly fastened, um, but he went in happy and seemed quite pleased with himself. So he's gone as secretive, Darcy's gone as comfy. And it was a really a week of school things because we also got sent home the class lizard. Um, so they've got a, the book they're reading at the moment and there's um, this toy lizard that's been sent home to each of the children. And I'm sure most of you have similar things in your schools where you have to entertain the toy for the weekend. Um, So we got the lizard. Now this lizard, the week before for half term, had had a brilliant time by the looks of it because he'd actually gone to Dubai with the family. Um, So sadly for Spot the Lizard, as he's called, the time with us was actually a lot less thrilling. Um, He didn't go anywhere hot and sunny. Um, He did, however, accompany Blake to a birthday party. Now, my friend kindly offered to take Blake and Spot, the lizard, um, to this birthday party. It was a class party. Um, And even more kindly, she agreed to go around the trampoline park where the party was being held, photographing the lizard in various places and sending them back to me so I could print them off and put them in uh, in the scrapbook. So I think if that doesn't show a good friend, then I don't know what does. Um... But anyway, enough of my rambling on about my week. I want to get into this week's episode. And this week is a topic that comes up quite frequently in therapy sessions. And it's the subject of jealousy. Now, jealousy is an extremely complex emotion. 
that encompasses feelings from like suspicion to rage, fear to humiliation. And it could be based on something physical that has happened or it could be something that we are imagining. Remember, your mind does not know the difference between what is really happening or what is being imagined. Therefore, if we are just thinking about something that is triggering us, even though it's not happening right here and now, we begin to respond as if it is. So with jealousy being such an all-consuming emotion, it can be tricky to get it back under control. And I think we can all say, hand on heart, that at some point in our life we have felt jealousy to some degree. Um, And I think we'll all agree that it's a really horrible feeling that really brings out the worst in us. However, rather than focusing on jealousy as a negative emotion, perhaps it can be seen as a positive trait. Now, I know most people are going to disagree with that, but hear me out. So people are jealous of each other because it's often highlighting something that we admire or desire for ourselves. So it could be perhaps somebody's physical features, it could be their partner or their home. As opposed to projecting out our fears and insecurities, what we can actually begin to do is use our feelings as a guide, a guide to help us move forwards and to highlight the things that we would actually like for ourselves. So first of all, be kind to yourself. Being jealous doesn't automatically make you a bad person. It's triggering something within you that you are responding to. Perhaps even it's highlighting an unconscious belief that you're I know, not worthy or deserving of what the other person has. But what we find is that it comes out um, in a way of convincing you that maybe the person in question you know, isn't deserving of it either. And you tend to hear yourself bringing that person down to your level, kind of convincing yourself why you are right and they are wrong. So you might catch yourself saying things like, oh, they always have it easy, it's, oh, it's okay for them. And I think with jealousy, one of the things to bear in mind if you are feeling jealous, and this is just to kind of put things into perspective, that we don't know what is going on in somebody else's life or you know how they got to where they are. For all we know, they could have gone through hell and back to achieve what they have, or maybe they aren't actually happy. You know, you just don't know what somebody else is going through. So we can be very, very quick to judge and cast an opinion. And with jealousy, it's about kind of asking ourselves, you know, do we really want an exact replica of what that person has, or are we just kind of lashing out? So it's about taking a moment to get clear on what it is that you specifically want for you. So when like, you know, we see that house or a car, rather than thinking something negative about it, oh, you know, that's all right for them, it's easy for them, we can begin to see it as a sign from the universe that actually there is abundance all around, there is more than enough for everybody, and it's in fact showing us what is available to us. I think it's in The Secret, Rhonda Byrne's book, um, when she says she sees things you know, when she sees things around that she wants, like a nice car or a house, she always says to herself, I can have that, there's plenty to go around. If it's a relationship that's triggering you, for example, what are the qualities and attributes that you would want that person to have in your life? You know, what qualities and traits do you want to have as a person? If it's a house, what would that house look like? Where would it be? There's a technique I use and one that I share with my clients. Now, if you're struggling to get clear on what it is that you want, give this a try. So it is essentially scripting, but I've always referred to it as the perfect day technique. So what you want to do is to find a time when you're feeling as good as you possibly can. 
So if you are being plagued with feelings of jealousy or comparison, do something first. It's going to bring you into that calm space. So it could be going for a walk, meditation, or you know, even just maybe listening to some of your favorite songs. But once you've done this and you're feeling in that more positive headspace, take out your journal or a notebook. And then now what you're going to do is you're going to start writing about your perfect day. But I want you to write it in the present tense. So it's as if those things that you are desiring are happening right here, right now. You know, you're living this amazing life. Get as creative as you want. So really let you know your pen flow. It doesn't matter if it seems a bit far-fetched, just keep going. And if your mind tries to bring you back down to earth with a bump by kind of saying things like, oh yes, but how, or that's never going to happen, that's really far-fetched, push those thoughts aside and keep going with what you were writing. And like I said, you can get as creative as you want, even if it really seems right now the thing you're writing is just like a million miles away from where you currently are or how you currently feel. But once you get into it, it's actually a really fun thing to do. Um, and it's a great way of finding out what it is you really want. I think it's really important with this technique not to rush it. So do make sure you are doing it when you have plenty of time. Because you really want to, like I said, take your time over this. Really absorb yourself in the process of writing and being creative. And as you write... Um, what I want you to also do is incorporate the feelings that you would feel as and when those things are happening. So I'm so happy and grateful now that I am living here, doing this, have this job, etc. Because it makes me feel like this, you know, expressing the excitement, the gratitude, the happiness. And really this technique is working with the law of assumption that what you want is already here in your current reality. And I've already said in this episode, and I say in every single episode, because your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality, when you're thinking about and writing about what you want to happen, you notice how you begin to take yourself in that direction. You'll be amazed too at the opportunities and synchronicities that just start to appear in your life when you begin to focus on what you want to happen. There's a fascinating part of our brain called the reticular activating system. And I always describe this to my clients as a bit like a Google search engine. So for example, you feed in a belief and it looks for evidence to back up that belief and convince you it's true. So let's just say you woke up in the morning and you got out of bed and as you did, you stubbed your toe on the floor or perhaps you stood on a piece of Lego. Side note, I did this the other day and oh my gosh, I've had four children naturally and that pain is nothing compared to stepping on Lego. Anyway, I digress. You've woken up, you've hurt your foot, you then come downstairs, you make breakfast, but you're distracted by something, and the next thing you know, you've burnt the toast. So you tell yourself, oh, that's it, it's going to be a bad day, and your brain finds information to back this up. So then you might kind of be reminded of the last time that this happened and you burnt the toast, you then got caught in traffic, you couldn't find a parking space and the day was just a complete disaster. And your brain here has provided all the evidence and because you're focusing on what you don't want, you're bringing all those negative thoughts to the surface. You also begin to produce your stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline. So not only are you now thinking negative thoughts, you're also feeling physically crap too we can turn that around and we can make it work for us in a more positive way. 
So for example, when you're focusing on what you want to happen, when you're working with the law of assumption, the law of attraction, telling yourself you know that everything is working out for you, you might wake up and notice how the sun is shining and then you start to think about what you're grateful for. And when we're thinking about what we want, how we want to be, how we want to feel, we actually begin to produce our feel-good hormones, um, which actually help you know us to remain in that positive headspace. So as you're thinking about what you want to happen, you're feeding those positive thoughts into your mind. Consciously and unconsciously, you are going to be reminded of good days, positive experiences, you start to feel better. And then you start to notice, for example, there's no traffic, you get that parking space, your colleague brings you in a coffee and your day just flows. And in episode 11 of the podcast, I actually created um, an episode on the law of assumption, lucky girl syndrome, and there is a free subliminal audio that you can use on this episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Um, And subliminals are amazing for reprogramming your subconscious mind because unlike, say, guided meditations, you don't hear the words that are being said. It's just you, you would just hear the background music, but it's the the words underneath that are going into your subconscious mind. Um, so you can listen while you're working, when you're out walking. Like I said, I use them all the time. So if I'm at home and I don't have clients, I just let them play in the background. I fall asleep listening to them. Um, so I'll link that episode in the show notes below so you can go and have a look at it for yourself. So with the perfect day technique, once I've completed it, and read it through, then I tend to read through it daily, normally first thing in the morning. And as I do, I really visualize and see myself doing all those things that I've written, feeling all the positive feelings that I feel. And I normally do it for about a month. Sometimes then I go back to it every now and again. Um, Or if I'm having kind of a bit of a perceived bad day, I'll go back and read through it. So read it consistently, somewhere that you're going to go back to it. What we want to start doing is begin to shift the focus back onto us and away from being too preoccupied with what the other person is doing um, and sort of stop letting them dim our light and focus on self-care and feeling good about ourselves. We can also use it as an inspiration. So if there's a specific person, you know, that you see and think, oh, I'd like to be like them or how did they do what they did, then use that feeling of admiration as inspiration. You know, how did they get where they where they did are there steps that you could implement that would help you move in the direction that you want to go in when we're busy focusing on our lane and our successes we don't have time to be comparing ourselves negatively to other people another technique to combat jealousy is gratitude now i talk about gratitude in every episode but it really is the most powerful tool if you are you know, trying to manifest something or really for any aspect of your life, if you're, like I said, tackling jealousy, gratitude is the foundation for calling more into your life. And with gratitude, it supports us to be less self-destructive because it's making us see what we already have, what we are blessed to have. And then when we're constantly plagued with those feelings of jealousy and we're looking outwards, we're distracting ourselves. Gratitude brings you back to that kind of present moment. If you are feeling jealous, then there's a brilliant book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. I have spoken about it before, but it's a 28-day gratitude practice. So you work day by day, focusing on different areas of your life and showing appreciation and gratitude for for them. So it could be um, like health and wealth to future goals. 
The idea really is to be flooding your mind with as much positivity, self-care as you can so that you start feeling good about yourself and within yourself. Now, I want to add in here that obviously when we are triggered, it could be stemming from a deep-rooted limiting belief or even from trauma. And I've supported many clients where this has been the case. So, you know, if you've tried these kind of self-help techniques and you still are feeling jealous and you're struggling to kind of get it under control and, and reframe it and turn it around, therapy is an amazing tool for helping you to identify, release and reframe old ways of being and thinking. So, like I said, if you've tried these techniques but still feel triggered, then therapy is a great solution. Um, and for anybody who's interested in working with me, I do offer a free call um, to find out more about how sessions can support you. And as always, my contact details are linked below in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be super grateful if you would leave a review or share it with somebody else who you feel would appreciate the podcast too. And thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you all have an amazing